You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters Podcast, the show that discusses hearing technology, best practices, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. Before we kick this episode off, a special thank you to our partners. Starkey, hear better, live better. Listen carefully. Like a fingerprint, every ear is unique. Weave, the all-in-one patient communication and engagement platform. Fader Plugs, the world's first custom adjustable earplug. Welcome back to another Hearing Matters podcast episode. And I know I say this almost every episode because let's be honest, I'm very excited about hearing healthcare, but this is one episode in particular that I'm very excited to share with you all today. Joining us today on the podcast is Starkey's Chief Compliance Officer, Michael Scholl. Michael, welcome back to the Hearing Matters podcast. Hey, Blaze. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Michael, the last time we had you on the Hearing Matters podcast was almost exactly one year ago. Had the chance to visit Starkey's headquarters and uh, actually just left before a big snowstorm hit. And ironically, you guys have a lot of snow on the ground right now. (laughs) It's it's snowing as I speak here in (laughs) mid-December. And the last episode that we had you on, we talked about Listen Carefully and OTC hearing aids. And what's really interesting is listening back to that episode, so much has changed. So much has changed. All in all, you've been very busy the past few months. And in August of this year, the FDA released their final regulations regarding OTC hearing aids. Can you share with us what this means for our industry and provide us with an update? Yeah, sure. No, happy to. We've been working not only in the last few months, Blaze, as you know, but the last five, six years, you know, Starkey's really focused on this OTC issue and ensuring that not only, you know, patients and individuals with hearing loss, but hearing professionals as well all across the country, you know, are given the most up-to-date information and their voice, uh, you know, they've had had a chance to have their voice at the table throughout this process. So, you know, this has been really important for us. And, you know, the day has now come and passed that we have OTC hearing aids. The new regulation, as you mentioned, was released in August and then went into effect in mid-November. Companies could start selling OTC hearing aids. You know, we we view it and really the way this is this is laid out is OTC hearing aids is another product, right, Blaze? And there are multiple distribution channels for OTC hearing aids. But in light of what the FDA did with the final regulation, not only is the creation of this new you know, product important, but what they did with all other hearing aids is equally as important. Mm. And and you know, throughout this process, it, and, and you, you know, you've been, you know, you've seen it and you've been, you know, part of it is, is what are some of the unintended consequences by creating a new category of hearing aids, all hearing aids that are not OTC, right? That are not for individuals 18 years or older, no professional involvement with perceived mild to moderate hearing aid. The FDA has decided to call those hearing aids prescription hearing aids which is a bit of a a misnomer, right? Because, you know, you don't need, you know, you think of the old paper, you know, prescription where you go in and you get your your (laughs) prescription pad and it's signed, right? You know, that's that's not the intent here. And, And following the final regulation, there was a lot of concern calling those hearing aids prescription hearing aids. Who has the authority to prescribe? 
right? In 20 states, that that prescribing authority was unclear at best, right? States can determine that, you know, the definition of prescription, the term prescription actually has a legal uh, definition in, in states. So it was really good that soon after the final regulation came out, the FDA sent a letter to all 50 states clarifying what they mean by prescription hearing aids. And thanks to the good work of, you know, folks in the industry and Starkey and states attorneys general, you know, to encourage the FDA to actually comment on this. HLAA was a part of it, right? Other folks in the industry, you know, the FDA made it perfectly clear. If you're a licensed hearing professional in your state, you have the ability to continue to fit what are now called prescription hearing aids. So it's not just physicians. It's not just audiologists. It's not, you know, hearing instrument specialists. If you're currently licensed, you have the ability to continue to fit because the intent of, you know, this regulation is to expand access. So if we're picking and choosing who can continue to fit, that would only reduce access for individuals with hearing loss. So we've got the regulation. We've got OTC hearing aids. We've got prescription hearing aids. We feel pretty good about who can, you know, now fit prescription hearing aids. So we'll see what happens. Michael, I have to say that being involved with Listen Carefully and learning about the language that was in that FDA's final regulation, that was a very long, hearty document. And um, there was a lot of language in there that was confusing. And what you just talked about was that preemption piece of like, who can actually, who has the authority to prescribe a hearing aid? Because we know that the hearing instrument specialists and audiologists, that's what they were most concerned about. Of course, number one is patient safety and satisfaction. But if they were unable to prescribe a traditional hearing aid to their patients, what does that do for the entire industry? So thank you and your entire team for putting their voice as number one. Michael, share with us what Starkey's response was the day that this news was released and then following, because I know there were some webinars that was hosted for some customers and we really showed up for the hearing healthcare provider. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, right? I believe uh, the final regulation came out on a Tuesday. You know, we weren't quite sure when the regulation was going to come out. We knew it had to be within a certain time period. It came up, we wake up, it comes out on a Tuesday. We had a webinar that following Thursday, so less than 48 hours, where we had more than 1,000 hearing professionals join. Uh, we brought in our FDA consultant. We She came in from Washington, D.C., I participated, Dave Fabry participated, you know, our president and CEO brands, we all participated to do our best to update hearing professionals on what this final regulation meant, right? And, you know, when something like this comes out and, you know, impacts an industry, folks want to know right away. And as you mentioned, Blaze, it's a long document with a lot of technical, you know, specifications and legalese, et cetera. So we digested it as quickly as possible. And I was really proud of our team in less than 48 hours to, uh, you know, produce a webinar where we had north of, I, th I think in the end, it was north of 1,100 people joining for our update. And following that initial webinar, we've had, you know, additional follow-up webinars for hearing professionals all across the country because this has changed, right? As I mentioned, there was concern until the FDA sent out their letter about uh, who could prescribe. And so we've done our best and we'll continue to do what we can to keep the hearing healthcare professionals all over the country 
up to speed on what this mean and, and any changes that that occur from it. It's very exciting stuff, Michael, because I know being a hearing healthcare professional myself, being genetically predisposed, fitting patients in the clinic, there were so many times where patients would come in and they would ask about these devices from 2017 to this year, I was practicing full-time, and I would say a couple times a week, I would get that question. And what's really interesting, though, is nine times out of 10, almost 10 times out of 10, patients, if you educate them correctly, yes, these are available. However, it is not for your type and degree of hearing loss. This is why patients get it. You know, from what I can gather, right, and, and talking to uh, hearing professionals all across the country, and I ask, right? Are people coming in asking about OTC hearing aids? And, you know, on occasion they do. And for some people, an OTC hearing aid might be the right product to start with. But to your point, Blaze, you know, generally the hearing professional can walk them through the differences between an OTC and a prescription hearing aid and and which is best for them. And I think that conversion is is happening, right, Uh, to to the prescription hearing aid versus the OTC hearing aid. Starkey has said from the beginning, and we stand by this, Hearing healthcare is best delivered through the professional. And, and that's why, you know, we have not, you know, made any OTC products available direct to consumer. We have not made products available in big box retail stores, right? We firmly believe that an individual with hearing loss interacting with a hearing healthcare professional is the best way, you know, to help that person. Michael, since the inception of Listen Carefully, how has the program grown? Yeah, no, Listen Carefully is something, uh, it's a great program, Blaze, that we started boy, almost a year ago. You know, as as many of your listeners may know, right, and we continue to be active, you know, Starkey as a manufacturer, we continue to be active working with elected officials, both at the state level, at the federal level, uh, educating them on, you know, uh, our industry, hearing loss, you know, hearing technology. But we also have to do this at the local and state level. So, we can't be everywhere all the time, and we have to rely on hearing professionals, and that's why we started our Listen Carefully program. Uh, number one, just to be a repository for all hearing healthcare policy, and we've seen a tremendous amount of growth through our, our Listen Carefully website, but at the same time, um, we've seen a tremendous amount of growth in the number of Listen Carefully ambassadors that we have. And a Listen Carefully ambassador, that is somebody who you know, they raise their hand and they want to be a partner uh, in helping Starkey, you know, and helping being the eyes and ears on the ground in their state. It's one thing to have an elected official uh, visit Starkey's headquarters. If they're from Minnesota, great. Maybe they have some constituents who are here. But if they're from another state, you know, what's their connection, right? And the connection is obviously, you know, we're making our products available and helping people in all 50 states. But having folks on the ground in an individual state, in an individual congressional district, in an individual state, house, or senate district, they can start to build relationships locally as well, uh, because these are professionals who employ, you know, constituents in these elected officials' area. So not only do we want to build from the top down, right, with folks that we have here, but our ambassadors building relationships with these elected officials from the bottom up, you know, allows us to have those relationships if something were to come up 
at the local level, if something were to come up at the state level or at the federal level, we have people who are in their communities, who are these elected officials, neighbors who have built relationships with them that can serve as, you know, another another voice when we're trying to educate them on these issues. And Michael, what the end goal, too, with the Listen Carefully Ambassador program, these hearing healthcare professionals are fighting for that top priority, which is patient safety and satisfaction and ensuring that the hearing healthcare professional is part of the equation. Michael, I'll never forget it. It was, I would say, April of 2020. And this is the first time you and I ever had a conversation Our office in Nazareth, Pennsylvania was shut down for almost four months, and you and I had a phone call, and you said, Blaze, this is what's going on at the state level. These are some ideas that you might want to implement, and you you dedicated 30 minutes of your time to share this with me. This is the first time we ever met, and that's exactly what we did is we started to invite our local and state elected officials to the office because educating them is so important. And there was so much value in that. And we actually were able to have Senator Scavello in the office. And then we were on his legislative review, which is his television spot. And that was such a great way to educate the community. So thank you. I know firsthand the passion you have for helping these hearing healthcare professionals. And most recently... Most recently, this is really big news. One of the Listen Carefully ambassadors, Matthew Starner of Echo Norvell Hearing Aid Service in Newark, Ohio, received intel that his Ohio State license was under fire. The Sunset Review Board of Ohio introduced Bill HB 509, and that proposed making the licensure program into a registration. Share with us what this process looked like? Uh, how did Listen Carefully support Matthew? Because this was really big stuff, Michael, and we responded really quick. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call out. This this issue uh, that came up in Ohio is exactly what the Listen Carefully program is intended to do. You know, we found out from Matthew that there was, you know, some legislation, just like you said, currently hearing aid fitters in Ohio are licensed, right? They have a licensure, they're licensed. And there was an amendment to a bill that would change that licensure to a registration. Now you think, okay, licensure versus registration. We still have a process that we have to go through, maybe no major implications. But in light of what I mentioned earlier in the FDA's final regulation and their guidance, you know, they make it pretty clear that, you know, those hearing professionals who are licensed in the state are the ones who can continue to fit prescription hearing aids. And so we were a bit concerned, right, about how some could interpret this change from a licensure to a registration. It could have, you know, a great impact on those hearing aid fitters who were fitting uh, prescription hearing aids. So we found out about this. Uh, and and like you said, we got to work, right? Um, it's funny, you know, Matthew's office is about 10 minutes from where I went to college. So I'm quite familiar with, you know, Ohio and and quite a few of the elected officials in Ohio. So I think the next day they were having a hearing and Matthew was there. He testified before, you know, the Ohio Workforce and Education Committee on this amendment. And over the course of the next, you know, four to five days, we at Starkey were having conversations with elected officials. We were having conversations with even the attorney general, you know, our customers in Ohio about, you know, the implications of this and why, 
making this change in a vacuum may sound like a good thing, but in light of the FDA OTC regulation, there was unintended consequences. And we educated them. And the good news is, uh, you know, with all of our work, you know, at the end of the day, they actually took the language that we did not like out of the final bill. So, Blaze, as you say, this is exactly how the Listen Carefully program is supposed to work. And, you know, we do a pretty good job of knowing when things are happening at the state level, right? We have alerts and we have folks. But when when pieces of legislation are introduced as amendments or introduced at, you know, one o'clock and they're going to be voted on, you know, the next day or later that day, it's difficult to one thirty, right? It's difficult. It's difficult to, you know, keep our pulse on all of this because it's happening all over. So, you know, Matthew, through his hearing aid associations in Ohio, he found out about it. And his first call was to Starkey. And we went to work and we were able to, you know, to, to rectify the situation before, you know, before anything moved forward. So it was a it was a team effort. You know, Matthew and, and other hearing professionals all played a role. Starkey played a role. We were able to we were able to get this changed. But an important call out is this is something that you've got to look you know, at your in your state. Right. There are unintended consequences. This change wasn't made with malicious intent. It happened to be part of, you know, a, a review that they do every six years to streamline and make boards more efficient. And again, on paper, it looked like a good change, but they didn't understand the unintended consequences. So we've got to make sure that whether you're a listen carefully ambassador or not, we keep our ear to the ground. So if anything, you know, happens, you know, most legislative sessions at the state level will come back at the beginning of the new year. And, you know, we want to make sure that we prevent and and protect, you know, those who are helping patients. Michael, our previous episode actually features Matt Starner and we have to call out his, number one, his passion for hearing healthcare. It was really interesting hearing about his story, how he got into the hearing healthcare industry, but how active and involved he is in his community. And he reported that if you really want to, as a hearing healthcare professional, be the change and make a change, you need to be involved. And with today's current forecast in the hearing healthcare industry. You know, Michael, you've been doing this quite some time. I've been doing this, you know, full-time five years post-grad school, uh, but I've been around the hearing healthcare industry since I was a kid. And it seems as there's always these threats in the hearing healthcare industry, whether it be OTC hearing aids now, licensure, registration, a lot of it comes down to the educational aspect of it. So, what can hearing healthcare professionals do today to ensure that their licensure and profession as a whole is not compromised? Yeah, that's that's a great question. And, and first and foremost, I have to put a plug for Listen Carefully, right? That's exactly what Listen Carefully is designed to do. But the information goes two ways, right? We're, we're happy and we will always continue communicating information that we hear about, that we know about, that will infect the industry as a whole, or maybe folks in a particular state, but it only works if we're getting information, you know, coming from professionals as well, right? So I know, you know, most hearing professionals are active in their hearing healthcare professional associations in their state. You know, you got to continue to do that. You got to continue to build relationships with your local elected officials, right? You know, we're working through the Listen Carefully Ambassador Program to identify and bring elected officials to their offices, right? Folks, you know, love to visit you know, businesses and and other, you know, organizations throughout their community. So we're working not only to connect, 
you know, hearing healthcare clinics with local and state elected officials, but those at the federal level that represent them as well. So, you know, part of being a listen carefully ambassador brings, you know, some of those bonuses, but you got to keep your ear to the ground and make sure, you know, you know what's happening in your state. We will do the same. Like I said, in Ohio, this was something that was an unintended consequence, right? It wasn't somebody trying to be nefarious. And nine out of 10 times, it's something that, you know, gets caught up in another piece of legislation or, you know, somebody doesn't understand what those unintended consequences are. So, but it can have really, you know, dire effects if if we don't get to the bottom of it and we don't get some of these things fixed. So, you know, if you're not following or signed up for Listen Carefully, you should be. If you don't know who your state representative or state senator is, you should. You should reach out to them, invite them to your office. Certainly those state elected officials are, are looking for things to do. You could probably generate some earned media if they come out, if they visit you, uh, you know, a press release, et cetera. You know, they love to, you know, they love to tout companies and businesses in their in their districts. Certainly, you know, companies that are doing the great thing that all of you are of helping people hear better. So if you need if you need, you know, advice or help or guidance, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to, you know, to me or to, to Blaze or to folks, you know, uh, with listen carefully, uh, because that's what we're here to do is we're here to help. And and we are proud of the work that we have done over the last six years from a public policy perspective. I don't know that anybody else has got as robust or doing this at all, but certainly not as robust um, as we are helping the professionals stay up to date on public policy uh, that impacts their livelihood. And to any and all consumers tuned in right now, whether you suspect that you have a hearing loss or whether you currently wear prescription hearing aids, the hearing healthcare professional will continue to play an essential role throughout your hearing journey. So this is a conversation we'd encourage you to have with your hearing healthcare provider because audiology and hearing healthcare in general is more than just hearing aids. The scope is quite vast. So we're here to educate not only our fellow hearing healthcare providers, our colleagues, but also the consumers on why the hearing healthcare professional must be a part of the equation. Michael, before we sign off today, any last words you'd like to share with us? No, I, I appreciate your time, Blaze. Always happy to be on. And, and uh, please, if you're interested in public policy and things that impact, you know, your your uh, you know licensure, your business, don't hesitate to reach out. Don't hesitate to sign up for Listen Carefully. So thank you, Blaze, for all that you do, for all of the guests that you have on. Uh, this is great work and it's great. You know, you're continuing uh, to educate, you know, hearing professionals and individuals with hearing loss. Thank you. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast. Today, we had Michael Scholl, Chief Compliance Officer at Starkey. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button and let's connect. And as a team, we can continue to help our community hear life story.